0: Everybody, welcome to the Tech Raptor podcast. I'm your host Robert Scarpanito, features editor. Relledge
1: Doggett, site founder. Andrew Stretch, the Andrew editor.
0: Mm-hmm. And can you tell us what you did with the other Andrew, please? Uh,
1: legally, I am not allowed to discuss ongoing court cases, but uh, my lawyer has advised me to say that he slipped and fell and may be back next week.
0: Maybe being the key words in that. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Depends yeah, if I... they
1: find the body <laughs>
0: Yeah this is payback for what was it Was it just two weeks ago when he fired you for an hour Is that, is that over? Yeah that was it Okay, Rutt can I have
1: permission to fire your Editor-in-Chief <laughs> 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 That's not going to be bad For the site at all Yeah well I mean Andrew's is dead As E3 so
2: Oh boy Yeah we're going to talk about that today
0: um, We're also going to talk about the Steam Deck later Which will be uh, interesting but yeah let's let's kick things off with fucking e3 2022 is um is dead this, what's this that? year
1: there's no e3 2022 what are you talking about that's <laughs> not know. a thing that's not real <laughs> there's no
0: war in bossing e3 um <laughs> <laughs> so originally we heard a few months ago right that e3 in person this year would be not a thing uh citing you know health concerns which is f- sure right and which then- is good for them. It's good. it's good for their health, I think. Uh, and then we learned last week that E3 2022 Online Edition also would not be happening. And perhaps my favorite thing about this is, uh, you know, you would see like Nibel and uh, and like Wario64 tweet about it. And then like a second later is just Keeley tweeting a winking emoji.
1: Loved it. He's taken over. Keeley is now the king. the king of video games. Mm-hmm. The Dorito. He toppled Pope of video the, games. the Electronics Entertainment Expo and claimed his rightful place atop atop the peak of video games.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keely uh then just went on to announce, like, yeah, hey, well, hey, Summer Games Fest is still happening, right? Like, I mean, we all knew it was, right? It's just kind of it's a good time from a PR perspective to blast that message. <laughs> yep. Next he'll yeah, be announcing it. E4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just weird to me, like, because I've only been to one. So my first E3 might also have been the last E3 in person, which is uh, kind of scary. <laughs> weird.
1: I remember but- as a kid watching IGN watermarked trailers of Super Mario Galaxy as it had been announced at E3 thinking, wow that seems really cool i'd love to go to e3 one day not even realizing at the time that it was a that it wasn't a consumer event it was a press event mm-hmm. and then it started becoming more of a consumer event and i Pretty wasn't bad. able to make it other years and now it's dead <laughs> <laughs> and, and so with it that dream but <laughs> yeah.
2: look on the bright side they can't leak your press info this year
1: no, that's true it's true yeah
0: uh yeah the electronic software association leaking people's info its just so dumb um i think the part of it though is like you, you know you talked about how you wanted to go to e3 when you were a kid not knowing it was a press event and you know now it's it was at the time before it quote unquote died it was kind of shifting toward being a consumer event as well right like i remember it was like was it 2018 where it was like a thousand plus dollars for Yep. Like, a public person ticket to yeah. get
2: in. Yeah, that was my first time going, too.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that shift is kind of... Uh, Muddy the, the waters enough where everyone was like, I don't know what we're here for anymore. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it was trying to be PAX, but also trying to be what E3 initially was.
1: I mean, it... it the the biggest shift that I saw was E3 was in availability and, like, access to, to the event that you know, a lot of the, the original E3 would have been, you know, you had press on site, the press got the trailers, they got the info, they'd write the articles and get it out to the people and that was the dissemination of information. But there is added questionability and, you know, Nintendo was really the first big company to be like, mm, wait a second, <laughs> we don't need this. Yeah. Um, with the invention of the Nintendo Direct, that idea of, we don't need it to be a two and a half hour press show where Andrew WK comes up and does guitar tricks. And we've got Borderlands magic tricks over in this corner of the room. And
0: uh, um, That was for PAX East, let's be fair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's honestly, it's the same thing for PAX East as well. I guess just PAX East has a lot more than going for it than, uh, than just video games, mm-hmm. um, I know
0: you're dunking on famous magician Randy, uh, but I will say—I mean, I'm going to Pax East in a few weeks, and there will be a Gearbox show, and I am only going to see a magic trick. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: need—we need the—the we need the ultimate crossover. Um, Randy goes on pen and teller, fool us, right? That'll—that'll mm-hmm. yeah. that'll be the way to do it. I'll do it and, and watch- he'll- as my branded board game appears
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I just this is kind of sad to see though I mean it's it's like the slow death of E3 you know what I mean it's like going Mm -hmm. out with a whimper instead of a bang yeah Yeah, it's such a staple it's it's
2: been kind of a slow downfall for the most part I think that even press sentiment has changed on it in the last couple years I mean the big leak of data kind of soured a lot of people's trust in the ESA managing that level of, of, of info. Um, then you see Nintendo leave, and you see some of these larger publishers that are like, nah, we're good. We'll do Mm -hmm. something else. Um, and yeah, it, that first year with the consumers, granted I've primarily been to consumer events like Gen Con and stuff like that as press, but, um, I don't know. It it to me it didn't deter or or cause too many issues in terms of like coverage or or stuff like that. But it was definitely interesting to see um even 2018 felt I don't know, small. There was mm-hmm. there was a lot of open space in the convention center. Um and I didn't have trouble getting around like everybody said. So that was a it's little just because you didn't
1: get invited to any of the cool parties right i'm sorry this is this is not the way that i wanted you to learn <laughs> yeah no you should have been to the cool parties like the
0: men's bathroom while dr disrespect was live streaming
2: yeah that's
1: the coolest oh, part
2: i really missed that
0: one uh, oh, i
1: forgot that one what a too shame. jesus yeah
0: Nah, it's, it is a shame to see this happen, but it's also like writing has been on the wall for a while, right? And we, we even got a statement from the ESA where they said, quote, E3 will return in 2023 with a reinvigorated showcase that celebrates new and exciting video games and industry innovations. So we'll see, because I feel like they said that in 2021, right? Like, we'll be back in 2022 in person, y'all, for sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it was some of the like tertiary events at E3 that were like, uh, EA play having their own showcase in their own area for press to kind of wander around and check stuff out. I I found that that was pretty cool in terms of stuff. You know, the PC gamer show is offsite devolver is offsite. We've Mm kind of seen this bleed of everything's in the convention center to everything's kind of just spread out throughout LA.
0: Um, I mean, when PlayStation left it, it was like, that was kind of a ringing bell of, okay, yeah. the, the big publishers don't need the ESA anymore.
2: Yeah. Well, Microsoft had their own event literally across the street in 2018 because they have their own uh, auditorium over there. Yeah. So, little, the Microsoft the, the, Theater. Microsoft Theater. Yeah. 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 So there's, um, di- at that point, why have a booth when everybody who's at E3 can just cross the street?
1: I think really, like, of those, like, main staple, like, the big, the big, like, I mean, because someone like me who's only ever, you know, seen it remotely from a distance, it doesn't, it feels sad that something so, like, core to gaming and gaming news and, like, that that hype cycle of, like, oh, man, E3's coming up. Everything's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I think Ubisoft and Square Enix are the only two that, like, really still remain because Microsoft and Bethesda are together in their own thing. Mm-hmm. Sony left, Nintendo left, EA pretty much left. I'm not sure whether the EA play stuff does or does not fall under E3 directly, because it's it's all it all still counts as E3. You can't take you know, you can't be in that box that says E3 and then take half a step out of it and then expect it to not be known as the PlayStation E3 conference or the yeah. nintendo direct e3 2021 or whatever
2: i think e3 stopped being a place and more of like a time yeah in terms of yeah, it's e3 that's, season yes it's, it's kind of like
1: it's kind of like you know e- e3 is its own entity like yoda is just like disappearing into the atmos but it's like its spirit is living on and i would not be surprised you know this year definitely we'll still see a bunch of events announced for the weekends of like June is normally when E3 is. June, mm-hmm. June through August now I feel like is the new E3 <laughs> season. June, June through,
0: through August, August. Maybe leak into September a little bit.
1: Um, but I'm, I'm sure we will still continue to see like a mid year June just like oh there will happen to always be a big Sony a big Microsoft a big Nintendo event mm-hmm. that happened pretty much on top of each other.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been happening long enough now where I think most people feel like it's tradition in a way, right? To have just the cool big stuff in the summer, just the announcements, right? Like it's announcement season, essentially. So, yeah, I I think even if E3 is gone this year, don't worry. Keely 3 will still happen this year, and I'm sure lots of other publishers and the big other companies are going to release
1: yeah tons like, of we'll, information and all that. we'll see day of the devs and probably the future game show hopefully yeah. the pc gaming show dies
0: <laughs> no i want i want that to stay for i want that to be oh, the man. last conference i want the rest of them to disappear in that to be the only one bring back the I, duck
1: <laughs> i really appreciate the pc gaming show for trying a new format um but for the conferences that you just like, you kind of want those announcement after announcement after announcement.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and like the interviews after are totally fine. I love watching like Major Nelson do all of his interviews offer Xbox stuff. Um, but just when you're trying to do coverage and the show is going to be three hours. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's just like, we're going to give you five minutes of news and then we're going to spend 15 minutes, you know, chatting with the developers. It's just kind of like, oh, come on.
0: <laughs> it's a little coffee break. You know, get up, stretch yeah. your legs. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um speaking of big announcements, PlayStation did a big one this, this past week. Uh PlayStation Plus is gonna get a few updates this summer. Um they've announced a new tier system that has been rumored for a while. We uh I don't I think we might have talked about it on the pod before that Spartacus mm-hmm. idea that was a code name for it. Now it's official, and they're not calling it PlayStation Spartacus, which I guess makes sense because from a guest-facing perspective, that's very confusing. Um, but there will be three new tiers of PlayStation Plus coming to PlayStation near you. Uh, the first one is PlayStation Plus Essential, which is the it's what you ha- have now if you have PlayStation Plus. It's the same benefits, uh, not much else, and the pricing remains the same. Then there's PlayStation Plus Extra, which includes everything you have now, but also a catalog of up to 400 PS4 and 5 games, including first party games, and that'll be $15 monthly or $100 yearly in the US. And then there's PlayStation Plus Premium, P3 if you will. Um, which includes the other two tiers and then adds up to 340 additional games which includes PS3 via cloud streaming and a catalog of PlayStation, PlayStation 2 and PlayStation Portable games.
1: No you missed Vita. PlayStation Plus Deluxe. Did I? Yeah, for for regions that don't have cloud ah, streaming, yeah. there's a fourth option. That's right. Well, technically it's their third option. Funnily enough, looking looking at this, I would prefer the PlayStation Plus Deluxe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No cloud streaming?
1: Nah, I just... Well, if it can only go to my PS5, then I might as well just download the game and play it on my PS5.
0: Yeah, but then you can't play any of the PS3 games.
1: I should also say, too, the PlayStation
0: Plus Premium, that's $18 monthly, $120 yearly. Whereas Deluxe, I think is going to be offered for a little less right considering it won't have as many features as premium yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think the glaring things here i think people have already been talking about this is like ps3 is only cloud streaming there's no you know native on on system emulation available for ps3 or for the ps5 to emulate ps3 and um the persona 4 golden machine is just kind of <laughs> Not here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, they put. I mean, they put Persona Four Golden on the uh, on the PC. Did they end up porting it to other consoles as well?
0: I don't think so. Not that I've seen. Um, but no, there's just no mention of the Vita in this at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah.
1: Would think you would think that the Vita would be something that they would be like right on top of, considering mm-hmm. that they already have the the Vita TV or the PlayStation TV that's mm-hmm. um, I still use. It's a fantastic device. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, for for all the jokes about Vita being dead and Vita being this this lost, you know, a loveless son of Sony. Oh, they're rubbing gravel in the ro- in the wound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious,
0: how do you all feel about the um, the names of the tiers? Because I'll be honest, even though I just read them off, I still have to look at the webpage to remember which one is named which.
2: They're lame. <laughs> PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Plus Plus, and PlayStation Plus Plus Plus. Done.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm immediately, the first thing that I, I thought when when we looked at these PlayStation Plus new tiers was that they've fallen into the Wii U problem. Mm. um is that like uh, essential versus extra versus premium in my mind none of them specifically have like that idea of one over the other it i mean it honestly would have been better for them to have had just playstation plus an extra and then i don't know playstation plus all or even just if they said tier 1 tier 2 and <laughs> tier 3 it would have been less confusing or hear me out playstation game pass
0: i don't get it oh okay (laughs) (laughs) no i mean this this is uh clearly kind of trying to to compete right with game pass but i don't think it's a one-to-one comparison because as far as i'm aware there there is no guaranteed day one playstation first party games
2: correct yeah they basically said the Maybe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They were not pretty they were not very clear about what that looked like. Um and and that still kinda gives Xbox the advantage in terms of knowing that if I am subscribed to Game Pass, anything that is a first party title for Xbox, I get day one.
1: Yeah. Going off the num the the games that they brought up in their blog post, it looks like the most recent ones were um Returnal uh Returnal mm-hmm. and Miles Morales
0: yeah which Miles like Morales at this point year?
1: is a year old um uh, Returnal's, Returnal's about, about old, 6 now. months is it a year now wow. yeah didn't it come out like april last year wow time flies
2: mhm yep. time flies when you can't leave your home yeah
1: uh yeah april 30th yeah so it may be that uh either there's a 6th month or a 1 year first party They've confirmed that the that the for PS5 PlayStation Plus collection, is that what that one's called? They've confirmed that that's not going anywhere anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So all the around. games on that, you know, you'll continue to have access to or it will get just lumped into this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and worth noting for the five PlayStation Now subscribers out there, if,
0: if, you, <laughs> if you're still interested in that, that's just now going to be part of these three tiers so you don't need to like have playstation plus deluxe or premium playstation plus premium and playstation now you don't need to have both
1: well it's playstation plus extra is the one that is essentially playstation now Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, yeah with playstation plus yes no (laughs) maybe yes it you need to make
2: a, a chart
1: I honestly, if I had not been so busy this week, I one hundred percent planned to throw together a chart to, to compare the two services or, you know, what this new service will be. Yeah. Um, chop chop! Get to it. It's confusing. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like I'm just thinking of the acronyms now because PS plus sign is very you know that's, that's clean. easy. But now you have to do PS plus sign P. Right? Or with the first two. How do you differentiate between essential and extra, mm. right? they're well, both E's.
1: PS plus ES, PS plus EX, PS plus P.
0: This is, we're like two steps away from Street Fighter. Yeah.
2: Again, <laughs> P1, P2, P3, PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Plus Plus, and PlayStation Plus Plus Plus. It works well, perfect.
1: Well, P3 isn't going to work... If you're talking about it on Twitter, because I'm pretty sure at P3 on Twitter is is it's Phil Spencer.
0: It all comes together. It comes back to Phil. The, the it plan comes back to game is game coming fast.
2: together. Um, check is in the mail. Uh,
1: yeah, you to have a, a PlayStation Plus John one one seven PlayStation Plus <laughs> Tunic and a PlayStation Plus Major Nelson. There you go.
0: There you go. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm very curious about this because I think as, as much as I do like Game Pass, if so I'm being honest, I've been playing my PlayStation a lot more than my Xbox in the past few months, right? So I'm going to try PlayStation Plus Premium on launch just to like feel it out and think of how much I'm going to actually use it. But I guess it's really going to depend on like what those third-party games look like because then it, it kind of gets into that war of like, you know the next big third party game that comes out, what if it's a playstation plus uh exclusive day one? you know what I mean like does that yeah. like now it's becomes it's kind of a revi- a revitalization of a console war is in a weird way
1: the yeah well, I mean we already know that well yeah, I guess at least not first party titles are aren't gonna be day one. But I guess that doesn't mean anything for whether Sony's going to try to get any third-party games day one or I whether mean,
0: like imagine Final Fantasy 16 day one PlayStation.
1: Yeah. That'd be pretty huge. Mhm.
0: Cuz it's already going to be a PlayStation exclusive as far as I'm aware. But it's not first-party dev.
1: Yeah, which is also just weird considering that currently like the rest of the final fantasies have all been making their way through game pass mm-hmm. um i mean it's going to be beneficial for the third party publishers as they can you know get a year on this service and then a year on this service and then a year on that service and it'll just be which which service it comes to first yeah um, it's like the streaming wars for tv but not for
0: games yeah. and then nintendo I mean, just in the corner
1: Xbox already still has that added benefit of the the EA play built in. Mm. Um that I mean that scores them, you know, after six month windows, that's FIFA, that's Madden, that's all of that game pass ultimate. Like unless that deal falls through or Sony managed to shop around and, and get better, then uh you know, that's a, that's still huge weight in that corner. Um, I mean,
2: having Bethesda and EA in games passes, I mean, that's just, that's huge.
1: Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing, I mean, first personally, the biggest thing I'm looking at when I'm seeing this PlayStation plus, and I also definitely intend to get it for, you know, three months, six months or something, um, to, to check it out, to give it a spin. For me, it's going to be those classic games. Mm -hmm. I don't mind as much about the third-party games because I already have Game Pass. You know, I've got more than enough third-party content to play there. Mm. Um, But seeing which original PlayStation games, PlayStation 2, PSP games, like, are they going to launch with Crisis Core? But I also know that Crisis Core has all of the issues with the... uh, with the model and actor for Evil yeah. Red Guy, eh?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh. Uh, whatever. <laughs> um, I'm probably gonna get someone screaming at me. Um, I know that the the one of the characters in Crisis Core is based off the Japanese model Geck. Mm. Um, and so it falls into like a likeness, a likeness issue, a similar thing that we've been seeing these past few years with Lost Judgment right um and the the disputes that are going on there um or even whether you know final fantasy 7 crisis core is going to be part of whatever these continual plans are to expand upon final fantasy 7 on the playstation 4 and 5 um but it'll be it'll it'll really be interesting to see how much they're willing to support that. We've already heard the lines from Sony that they don't believe in generate, sorry, that they do believe in generations. No, but play, yeah, play has limits. Yeah. Play and and play has limits. <laughs> yeah. And that PlayStation five specifically built for PlayStation five game. Godfall has not only come to PS four, but it has also come to Xbox one.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, it's massive success.
1: Yep. Yeah. But, um, like, when when Sony launched their PlayStation 2 games for PlayStation 4 initiative years ago at this point they launched with like 30 titles over the next three months we saw that number go up to like 50 something and then they never put out another PS2 game for PS4 again Yeah, and this was something that, that they had built up, that they had been like, oh my god, check this out, like I bought Ape Escape 2 and I don't even think that they added Ape Escape 3 or well, they had 3 but not 2 um, I know Rut wanted to play that game Dark Cloud a lot because mm-hmm. that was on there but I'm, I'm kind of worried that they're going to say oh here's this beloved collection and it's just going to be these 50 titles that have been available on the PS4 for years that they never took any further drive with in in a very similar way, I'm expecting that they say, "Look at these cool PlayStation games," and the list is identical to those that were on the PlayStation Mini. Yeah, yeah, because um,
0: yeah, I mean they did the same thing with the PS3 as well. Like during that generation, they had like we're bringing PS1 and two games in, like you can buy them digitally. And I and remember, here's two. Yeah, well, yeah, I remember <laughs> having a similar thing where it's like here's a here's a catalog, and then we kind of just forget about it, right? And if they do that same thing with this, this game pass competitor, it's not going to have legs, I think. Mm-hmm. Cause I, part of game, like imagine if when game pass launched what was that five years ago and the catalog never changed, yep. no one would be talking about it now. Right. But it's because of the rotating catalog on top of the, the exciting day one editions, right. That keeps game pass competitive and current. If this PlayStation competitor doesn't do that, if they do the same thing where they just kind of, here's 50, we're going to call it a day. See you in two years. Like no one's going to be talking about this in two
2: years. I think Sony just has this mindset that they can carry things on, on name alone at times rather than, than really driving the value. I think, you know, we know players are asking for this, so we'll do the bare minimum to start and then give up later. Like I think if they just went full on and said, "Okay, this massive catalog is now available and um and we're going to start rolling out more and more over time." You're going to you would get a lot more hype. You would get a lot more people that are like, "Hell yeah, I'll sign up now. Start playing some of the games I like and and see where things go." But I think there's a bit of a reticence because of the history. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. It sounds awesome. We're going to get stuff, but will we actually I'm gonna wait to subscribe until I actually see, and then at that point it falters right at the start, and Sony's like, "Oh, this isn't worth it," and it, we just, we're just back to square one.
1: Yeah, and you know the the third part of that history of their investment in these kinds of services is PlayStation Now itself, first launched, and you could access PlayStation Now on everything in its mother's device. Um, then it pared down to only playstation devices and pc and then i think it even cut out pc um and one of the big questions that i saw people asking is like why is ps3 still streaming um and you know definitely understand how difficult the cell architecture is Mm -hmm. um that they that they built the ps3 on and how that can be difficult but you know since since playstation now first started as a service people have been asking, why can I not download the PS3 games? And if it was a technical limitation with the PS3, uh, with the PS4, that's totally fine. But now, is it going to continue to be? What happens, you know, is Sony just going to have to continue making custom, custom PCs that run PS3 hardware on server racks for the rest of their life if they want playstation 3 games to be playable and streamable Mm -hmm. a kind of crazy thing about game pass streaming is that they've started upgrading upgrading all of the server blades to um series x hardware so you know just the the you know not only are you able to stream um the games for live arcade version of banjo kazooie but i can stream that to my phone and it's running on a series x and i get all the benefits of you know the load times and the the uh, the like 4k enhancements that that game's got and stuff mm-hmm. um, like as we march through
0: time you just i feel like in retrospect sony kind of shot themselves in the foot by doing
1: that cell the, architecture right yeah
0: oh 100%
1: did it end up making some beautiful games yeah but also a lot of those big hits on ps3 Have already been like at the you know at the company level at the at the the um at the build level have been ported um you know beyond two souls uh i'm just blanking on other ps3 games for some reason
0: i know i know metal gear 4 is still on ps3 yeah
1: yeah yeah we talked about that last week i think maybe Mm -hmm. off podcast but we definitely talked about that last week it's like yeah what's happening with metal gear solid 4 (laughs) ironically enough the the one chance that it would have gotten to have been ported correctly was the Metal Gear like HD trilogy or whatever that got released
0: with like by Blue Point right Didn't they work on that
1: maybe I'm th- I'm thinking of the one that was also because this was also on um, Xbox yeah and it like it definitely had you know uh, Metal Gear Solid two and three. And then had a bunch of the older games. I don't think that it had the original PlayStation version. Mm-mm. But I believe on the PlayStation 3 edition it came with Metal Gear Solid 4 as well. But it didn't on the Xbox 360 version. Yeah. Um there's just a, a weird game just stuck on that system. You um, know,
0: maybe that's why Sony purchased Blue Point, because now Blue Point's grand mission is to remake all of the big PS3. I mean, they did Demon's Souls. So, just got to move on from there do the rest of the big PS3. Well, they games. also
1: did um you know, they did the the better reimagining and the better port of Shadow of the Colossus as well.
0: Yeah, that was Which PS-
1: was too, right? That was PS2, but it got a port to PS3 with Ico as oh, a yeah. double package. Um so I mean maybe we'll see Bluepoint come out with a with a with an Ico remake <laughs> next too. Um and funnily enough you know we can definitely talk about how difficult it is to get to get stuff running but i'm pretty sure that metal gear solid 4 is emulatable on pc you know not to you know not to condone piracy and everything but it's like it's running it's doable Mm -hmm. um
0: let me let me pay for it (laughs) yeah like that's all we need from sony now right it's just i mean yeah, i guess that's what we're getting right that like,
2: Mega Man legends 3 right
0: <laughs> sony can make that happen for sure yeah um yeah so playstation plus three tiers that's coming in the summer uh i, I guess i'm excited um, i guess i'm more interested to see how it's just going to compete in the market that i think yeah. is going to be the big test yeah um but yeah i think that does it for the big news this week uh let's talk about some games Right. you've been playing a game that looks like the name of a light novel. So you, you, want, you want to tell us about it?
2: Yeah, it's just this. It, I don't. I wouldn't even call it a, a game. It's just this funny thing that I saw on Steam uh, on the upcoming releases. It's called "The One Who Pulls Out the Sword Is King," and it's a game where you are literally pulling the sword out of the stone, um, and it's online. So every time somebody pulls the sword out of the stone, the sword gets longer. So the more people nice. who pull it out, it gets longer and longer and more and more difficult. Um, and it's just funny you pull the because I think I, I hopped in in the first like 15 minutes because I was like, I don't want to get to the point where it takes me an hour to pull this sword out because you have to literally keep dragging up. And if you oh. accidentally bump off the sword, it goes all the way back down.
0: Oh, um, that, yeah. Okay. Yeah so I thought it'd be like you hold w or something
2: nope you are literally dragging with your mouse um uh, like click drag click drag click drag and uh yeah it's just funny because you you become king or whatever and they like put you up on this this chair and then carry you into the city and everybody's cheering and then you get up to the top of the stairs and turn around at the crowd and they behead the last king next to you <laughs> um it's just it's it's so funny um and they said it's just, like, a social experiment. Um, mm. But I'll be curious to, like, go back to it at some point and just, like, see how difficult it is to pull the sword out. Um, I, so it's just to you... see
1: who who wants to be the king in the end and who has the patience to outlast it? Probably. Mm. That
0: that I, would I be bet, my guess. I bet right now someone listening to this will be like, oh, shit, that sounds cool. And and they're going to be sitting there for a week. Yep. Just dragging. Yep.
2: yep.
1: Well, someone's probably already made Scripts, right? Yeah, I just yeah. bumped my
2: my. Uh, I did the so. There's an offline mode too. That's like super difficult, and there's an achievement for it. So I just bumped the DPI on my mouse up to max, and so the vertical DPI to max, and then I bumped the horizontal to like two, so nice. that I couldn't accidentally screw up. Um, and it still, it still took me five minutes. Um, so it, it's just, it, I thought it was a hilarious, go- hilariously goofy game um and uh whoever it is freaking uh whoever does tab g like totally accurate battlegrounds and totally Mm. accurate battle simulator came up with an april came out with an april fools game yesterday um that's it's a full-fledged game called nightfall where you are essentially just racing to cities uh on a horse that can drift um (laughs) and you're trying to get there to get first so that you can get a gun um to and it's it's like a, a 10 player battle royale type thing i just i'm gonna play it later it looks absolutely hilarious god that um, sounds so silly so i'm just playing main games at this point <laughs>
1: that's and what your the, life's devolved to yes. the one who pulls out the sword will be crowned king is also free to play on yeah, steam so it is. yeah so um, it's
2: it's something that you don't have to do um or pay for and you can just kind of experience if you want to see the cutscene of Becoming King, you can do it in offline mode, and you can disable the, like, difficulty. Yeah. So,
0: God, could you imagine having to pay $20 just to sit there for yeah. 20
2: minutes dragging your mouse? You know what? People would do it.
0: Probably. For for that achievement, for the platinum. That doesn't
2: yeah, matter. I either. 100%ed it. I uh, pulled the sword out in online mode and offline mode, so. Mm.
1: Yeah, well, there's only two achievements. Yeah, there's <laughs> only
2: two achievements, so. Easy perfect game so, on Steam.
0: Yeah, great for achievement. Well, maybe not now because I imagine online is like impossible at this point. It's got
2: to be so difficult. <laughs> yeah. I like, I still. I think I still have it downloaded just so that I can test it in like
1: a week. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing a whole bunch of like I'm I'm looking at the Steam reviews. I'm seeing like a 0.5 hours run record, 0.4, 0.2, 0.1, um, and then I'm seeing a 3.7 hours. <laughs> and I really hope that that just means that they that they turned it on and left it idle. Because they're the only person that I see above one-hour gameplay, at least from the top reviews. Oh, you know, so do,
0: do you think in a week, you, if you sort the reviews from, like, oldest to newest, you just see a gradually growing length of time played? Because, like, you need to play it longer, right, to finish the game as it keeps going?
2: I don't know. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, I just I saw that, and I was like, this this looks stupidly funny and I'm here for it.
0: Mm -hmm. And we, we need more just fun little toy joke games like that, you know?
2: Yeah. And it sounds like it's a, like a social experiment that might tie into a larger project they have in mind. Um, but it's just, it's kind of an interesting concept to say, you know, the more people that pull this out, the harder it gets.
1: (laughs) So I was a King for 30 seconds. took me 36 minutes to draw the sword (laughs) worth every moment. 10 out of 10. (laughs)
2: oh Oh,
1: my gosh yeah uh so i
0: got a steam deck did did gaben
2: hand deliver it to you
0: no i'm sad because i live just across oh come on lake washington is between us gabe just you can come over i'm in seattle Pro, i know where valve is
2: come on man he's Um, got a bag of doritos ready for you you guys can (laughs) can uh game on the steam deck
0: i hope so no it actually came in from chicago which was wild but um you know sure uh so i have the steam deck now actually i can i can put it up on the camera for you two to see if you're if you're curious this won't do anything for the podcast because no all that's audio. a switch well no this is a switch oh man <laughs> the, that thing is huge yeah the steam deck has like a good one inch on both sides of the switch if, if that helps you oh. imagine it at home it's kind of pretty sick yeah um my first impression it's loud yeah it's, it's fuck it's very loud like the fan just turns on and it never stops until it's off like even when you're what just downloading you? games oh, just okay. sitting there and idling like it the fan just kicks in and you hear it what so, have you been playing on it um i've been i've been trying a few games around and i think playing the steam deck has made me realize i'm not a pc gamer anymore because i looked at my steam library and i was like man i don't I don't have anything i want to play on here shameful <laughs> no. um no I, I booted up doom eternal because i was like okay that, that seems like a pretty good like let's really see how hard this goes right um and it actually runs pretty well it runs like you know 1280 by 720 right it's not like a full 4k or whatever um but you don't need that for a screen that small that you're holding up right in front of your face um it runs pretty smoothly Um, controls I think would take a lot to get used to like I never used a Steam controller and the Steam Deck uses that same thing where it has like touchpads on both sides so you can use Mm -hmm. the touchpad to like look around in an FPS Um, so I think just it it's gonna take a while to like tweak those settings and sensitivity to like feel right to me but there's also like a a normal analog stick if you prefer to use a the right analog stick to look around but i was very impressed with how well it ran it ran it was like you you could beat the game like this if you really wanted to
2: mm-hmm.
0: that might be your new persona 4 golden machine so that was the next game i booted up
2: because
0: <laughs> 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 i was like finally i end. have i have a ps vita finally <laughs> because it and that also runs very smoothly it's not even steam deck verified but it's like i mean it's a ps2 game ported to ps vita ported to pc kind of right so like of course it runs fine and it's like the gamepad works just fine you don't need the touchpad for it because you know it's not a pc pc game um so yeah that works pretty well that might be the next thing i beat on the steam deck just because like finally i can just sit on my couch and play it instead of sitting at my computer
2: um so it, maybe I tr- since my PS Vita doesn't work anymore, if the all of the Final Fantasy ports work, I have a new PS Vita
0: yeah I, I really want to buy the Final Fantasy 6 Pixel remaster like that's what I'm realizing I'm I'm treating this expensive ass machine that plays PC caliber games to play indie games and smaller games, you know because I've been playing Stardew on here. I played a little bit of my time at Porsche on here. You know, like games where you don't need the big, beefy rig to really get it to run. Um, That's what if, I
2: used the uh, Steam Link for. It mm-hmm. was like playing like Porsche and some other stuff on the TV.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I feel like that kind of fits the form factor a lot more. Cause like, if, if I'm sitting down and playing something portably, like if I want to play something like Doom Eternal, I'll sit at my PC and play Doom Eternal, right? Mm-hmm. But for something like Stardew, where you want to lounge on the couch, the Steam Deck's pretty good for that kind of thing. Yeah. Have you tried any keyboard and mouse gaming on it? So I did try Civ Six, Civilization. Sid, C- Sid Myers, Civilization Six. Okay. Cannot forget Sid. Um. Pretty good. Like <laughs> I could, I could do it. I, I sat there for like ninety minutes playing Civ Six. Like it's pretty seamless. That was that was still in
1: handheld mode, or. Mhm. Yeah, oh, okay. Wow
0: yeah because there's no dock i mean yet i don't like they're they're working oh on the yeah
1: i forgot that i forgot that that's not even out yet Mm-mm.
0: it's not a switch kind of right um it's just handheld so the way they do it is like the left stick pans ar- so civ6 is like a strategy game for those of you who don't know so the left stick pans around the map for you and then the right thumb uh touch pad is your mouse essentially um that works and it, it works really well um for me, it was a little because I'm a le- I'm left-handed, so using the right trackpad to do mouse kind of like tired my thumb out a bit Um because you know I just I don't use that thumb as often as I do with my left one. Um, and they do this thing where on the Steam Deck all of the buttons then are mapped to like bring up the different status screens Which in save there are a fuck ton, right? Because you know, it's a 4x <laughs> game and I'm like, okay That's neat, but I'm never gonna remember all of these. I will just click the button on the screen, right? You know what yeah. I mean? Like Though those hotkeys aren't really gonna be helpful But I do think it's cool that I can just like boot up a PC ass PC game Not at my PC Right, and it, that, if it's that seamless, I imagine you could play a lot of other strategy games as long as there's like the right button configuration for it. You could play a lot of strategy games on this thing.
2: Nice. And
1: with with Steam inbuilt, with Steam's inbuilt controller profile system as well, um, that'll probably do wonders for it as well.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it's not even just the Steam built-in ones, but like fans and community can make some too. Mm. So even if you know, like you're crowdsourcing the best solution, right? Like if someone out there creates a better, like, Civ a better 6, control
1: scheme, then yeah, go for it,
0: it right? <laughs> um, oh, I also played that Aperture Desk Job thing. You remember that 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 free to play thing they released? That was like it's oh, not yeah. Portal, but it it's it's in the Portal universe, right?
1: At uh, At this point, do we have more games that are not Portal in the Portal universe? Then Portal Games? What what other ones are there? Well, there's The Lab. Oh, yeah. Which is the, the VR experiment one. Mm-hmm. So that means we've got two Portal Games and two Portal Tangential <laughs> games.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess Desk Job counts as that. It's pretty short. It's like a 30-minute thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could play it now. You don't need a Steam Deck to play it. Um, they just... <laughs> they have a lot of things where they show off like the haptics or the the gyro like the very the the hardware itself stuff yeah yeah and i mean it has the that classic you know sense of humor that you know if you like portal sense of humor this has a lot of that um but i think it's worth checking out if you get a steam deck just because in in the same way that ps5's dual sense is very like this is cool the Steam Deck's haptics are also very cool. Like, using the thumb pads, the, uh, the touch pads, there's, like, a small rumbling as you move your thumbs on them, so it kind of feels, like, rough, but in a good way. Like, you feel the feedback as you're scrubbing through.
1: kind of. Neat. It kind of makes me think of, uh, like, the old iPod click wheels.
0: Yeah, it's a little like those, um, but with more uh, haptic feedback mm-hmm. as you move. Mm-hmm yeah so i don't know i I am enjoying it um there are a few bits that are a little buggy like i tried to because you can suspend right like when you turn off the screen it just suspends um i suspended stardew valley for a bit and then checked it out a couple hours later and then it started to stutter every like 15 to 20 seconds so not great um i think i've been describing this to my friends as like this is the steam deck 0.8 like it's very close to a 1.0, but not quite there. But I imagine if if Valve continues to to do this, which who knows if they will? They seem pretty confident. But if they do, I think the next Steam Deck, that's going to be the killer hardware. This is more of a like if you're really curious and have the money to burn. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's the it's the Oculus Rift 2 dev kit kind of thing before they brought out a full oculus rift it's like it, you, you can do it you can play the games you can have the fun
0: yeah exactly
1: i mean if anything i might
0: play more pc games now like i'm starting to think like oh, i gotta reorganize my steam library for <laughs> this thing like because <laughs> it's been so long since i like really I can, I can
1: send you a link to a great tool that i use that like categorizes all of the games in your library so it's not a huge list nice well that um, ba-
0: back when i was really into pc gaming i did have a categorized list and then since then i've like kind of frankensteined things around that old system so it's a real fucking mess now
1: um you've got yeah. to start hitting up every humble bundle you can every <laughs> fanatical deal every blind bag <laughs> grab bag pc game all the bloat all the yeah. indieware bloat
0: yeah i mean that that was like four or five years ago that's what i did but i if anything i think it's interesting seeing how it's shifted my perspective on purchasing games because for the longest time whenever i think of like playing a game on my pc it's often tied to is it on pc game pass and i don't have pc game pass on the steam deck right um i mean i could like install windows on it or whatever right but like the native out of the box steam machine steam- mm-hmm. no, that's the other thing steam deck doesn't come with game pass obviously right um, so whenever I go through the storefront, I was like looking for a game to play and they were showing off tunic and I'm like, Oh, I'm sure like this, that would be the best tunic machine. Right. But I already started it on my Xbox. I have it on my Xbox, like quote unquote for free. Right. So no sense in buying it. Yeah, to and, we know the steam that,
1: deck. and we know that there's been, there's been those bits of talking about a uh, game pass coming to steam as well. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty, pretty wild to see. Yeah,
0: like that would be the game changer because I would basically, I would be treating the Steam Deck as like the Xbox handheld at that point.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would, that would be a way for a device to be created that is for all Xbox and all PC players. Well, obviously not all PC players because, you know, people like to play where they like to play, but Mm -hmm. that would be pretty, pretty huge if you could just walk around with game pass in your pocket.
0: Yeah, well, I wouldn't put it in my pocket. It's...
1: (laughs) pretty beefy just just wear cargo pants take it to whatever your nearest rooftop party is Mm -hmm. um show it off to your friends it's all good yeah
0: i mean it is pretty bulky though like i i did take it with me to work one day i just like threw it in my bag with like my laptop and everything else i normally take to work and boy howdy, do you fucking feel it like (laughs) that my bag was so much heavier like i mean it's not that heavy but it's enough where you notice it on a commute you know if you like bike to work or something or if you take a bus you're gonna feel that on your back
1: i don't know between uh between you know i would with all new ha- hardware and stuff i would question build quality but so far we've heard that it's uh it's making rob's fingers sore and it makes it difficult to get to work if he's carrying it so no, i'm gonna too- have to start <laughs> so strong <Sorry>. oh. <laughs>
2: i'm
1: gonna have to start questioning your build
0: quality <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean hey, I'm a left handed, so I at least I can blame that on Steam. Yep, that's right. He's of Satan too. You <laughs> heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the Steam Deck's pretty cool. I, I'm treating it like a I'm it's funny, I think of it more as a of a gadget. I would describe the Switch as a console, but Steam Deck is a gadget, right? Which it's weird, like that's just semantics, right? But I guess that's just how how I'm seeing it,
1: you know. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's good to hear the stuff that's working and the stuff that's not working. Um I'm definitely interested in getting it myself. I think that I would pretty much immediately flash it with Windows. <laughs> yeah. Um but uh but yeah, I'll probably be looking for that revised edition that that we'll hopefully see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's not like Steam has a history of creating hardware and then dropping it immediately. No, no. I mean, don't
0: you have your Steam controller too? Uh
1: not Steam controller. Got
2: the
1: steam link yeah I've, actually my steam link is currently plugged into my tv oh, sorry i it mean mine a, too an active device
0: <laughs> i mean t-w-o-2 the number two the steam controller oh, right. number two right right <laughs> um yeah i mean i i do have a steam link out in the living room too i think when the steam deck dock comes out i might swap it for that maybe and then just stream the steam my PC Steam to the <laughs> Steam Deck Steam connected to my Steam Dock on the TV.
1: And you yeah? can stream Steamboat Willie from your <laughs> PC. <laughs>
0: yeah, but yeah, that's the Steam Deck. And I think that's our show this week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please feel free to review it wherever you're listening. Share it with a friend. that helps help us out a lot. And hit the subscribe button if you haven't because we we'll, we do this weekly. And It'll always hit your your feed whenever you want to hear us. Um, If you want to let us know what you think about the PlayStation Game Pass experience, the the three tiers, if you want to let us know what you are interested in, if you might get it, uh, you can leave a comment down below on YouTube or on our website at techraptor.net, where we are always publishing news, features, and reviews throughout the week. Uh, But if you want more of us, we will be back next Monday. We'll see you then.